because I've got a similar similar problem that you have, whereas I'm not sure what to do with one certain player. Hello and welcome back to Jory's FPL. My name is Dan, I'm one half of Jory's FPL and I'm joined again by the other half of Jory's FPL, Stephen. Stephen, how are you, pal? I'm not bad, Dan. How are we getting on? Yes, yes. Very, very good. Quickly talk about the tune. Is it a disappointing nil-nil draw at Brighton on the weekend or quite happy considering the highlights show that we did get absolutely battered? I'm quite happy to be honest. We don't normally do very well at Brighton. We're known for not winning there. I think last time we won there was in the Championship, so I'll take a nil-nil, especially with how well Pope played as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Amex is a bit of a graveyard for Newcastle. And did you see anything on Twitter on Friday night when Nick Pope was trending? What the <laughs> hell was that all about? I don't have time to check all that these days. I've got no idea what it was about, but it seems like all the companies were tweeting Nick Pope. Um, he was actually trending at one point, wasn't he? So... Something I've read into was something like one of the Newcastle fan Twitter pages, if that's what we're calling them, replied to Burger King saying Nick Pope and then... Next thing I know, Specsavers is tweeting Nick Pope, but we digress, mate. I'm a bit, I feel like we're a bit too old to understand all that crack. But he did put in a performance for it, didn't he? You've got to say that. Yeah, he was trending on the wrong day. <laughs> um, game week two is over. Obviously, we're recording this a day late because the Liverpool fixture was on Monday. And probably, Stephen, I gather we'll do something similarly next week because Liverpool play again on the Monday. Um, obviously, we don't would recognise that most people listening and most people in the community as a general will have two, if not three, Liverpool players in their teams. Yeah. So to talk about them without talking about the fixture just seems a little bit just be outdated straight away. You know, these pods only last about four or five days before it's old news and if we were to say it on the Monday talk about how well we've done and then Liverpool do shite or something like that, then yeah. it just makes the whole pod redundant. So probably another day late next week, but it's not because we're being lazy, it's because we're thinking of you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, game week two this week was a great game week, not just for fantasy purposes, but the matches that were on, some class ones on the Sunday, especially that Chelsea-Spurs match. Lovely. You know what it is? That's what we needed to really kickstart this season, wasn't it? Manu doing shite and two big level managers having a good bust up. I love out like that, me. You know, it's what makes the Premier League the Premier League for me. It was brilliant, and it's been thirty years of Premier League this week. So happy days. What better way to mark the occasion than a bust up on the <laughs> sidelines? <laughs> How did you get on, Dan? I'll go first. And I'll go first. I did relatively well this week. Uh, 80 points, which I'm very happy with. Um, nice. That's a game week rank of 502,000. I know at the moment, overall rank and things like that does not make one iota of difference. But just for reference, I've rose from 1.7 million to 323,000. So mm. good. very happy with the start at the moment. Um, returnees were along the back line. Trippier, James with a 7 apiece and a Cancelo 11. Uh, along the middle, I got a Martinelli 8 and Luis Diaz 9. Then up top, obviously, Jesus. And I brought in Haaland for Kane, like I said I would. And yes, maybe this week I've lost out on a couple of points, but I've gained in a way in terms of team value or player value and things like that. Um, he was my captain, so he returned a 10-pointer. Um, 7-pointer, Nico Williams on the bench. As I say, I don't root any of the benching decisions so far. Um, he wasn't 
ever going to be in against me. I don't think there'll be many people who have got Nico Williams in their team or even come off the bench because I don't see benches being used very much so far. So, yeah, the blank guys were Trent, Ramsdale, Salah and Neto. So, 80 points overall. I am relatively happy with that. How did you get on? Yeah, you've done very well there. I wasn't far off you with 79 points. Um, after a nightmare first week, I was happy with that. Um, the returnees were Sanchez with a six-pointer, James seven, Chancelo eleven, Diaz nine, Kane eight, Jesus nineteen, and Haaland with ten points as captain. Blanks were Trent, Neto, Saka, and Bailey. Um, game week rank of 536k, which rose me from 5.1 million to 1.7 million, so quite some jump there. Um, from a bench and nightmare perspective, it was a close one between Trippier and Bailey for me, but I went with who I thought had a higher ceiling for the game week, which obviously I do rue now because Bailey only came off the bench for a one-pointer. Um, but transfers-wise, I didn't make any for this game week, um, which means I've got two heading into game week three, which I'm happy about. So pretty content with my team so far. Yeah, I think you've got to just think of that, Bailey, and we'll talk about this last last year's pod quite a lot and I think it's time to get the quote out already <laughs> good decision bad outcome mate I wouldn't worry about it um, you're right Trippier's ceiling was well probably six to be honest so to get a seven's pretty lucky um, and Bailey could have really went off against seven wasn't a B but little side note we've both got James are we at all lucky not to have been getting an own goal for that you especially lucky because you've got Kane I would say so it did look like it was an own goal so that would have been a massive swing in terms of Kane only getting an assist and then James getting is it minus three is it for an own goal minus three yeah so he would have came out with four points maybe not bonus as well though so that would have knocked him a bit yeah. more wouldn't it so yeah it was a massive yeah. swing there Kane getting that goal but they're not going to try and take it away from him they want him to be cheer as record don't they they're desperate. I remember a few seasons ago, there was a very, very, very questionable decision that was given to him. Um, and I remember Salah and Van Dyke, I think, tweeted something along the lines of, what the fuck was that for? Because the goal <laughs> should not have been given to Kane, but it definitely was. Uh, just out of curiosity, how many overall points are you on, Stephen? I am on, drumroll please, <laughs> 131 points. 131 and you're 1.7 overall listen i'm on 148 and i'm 300k there's one there's 1. 1.4 million spots between what 17 points mental i just don't, don't worry about your game week ranks or your overall ranks at this stage of the season it's really just about keeping pace and i think by game week six if you're still sitting in the top 1.5 even 2 million you're still with a good chance of being crowned FPL champion so That's it. do not worry about where you are at the moment you've just got to think it could be one captaincy choice and you're back in the mixer yeah well that's it I. that's literally all it is isn't it yeah. that's, that is all it is um, but we'll give me two's over and we will look ahead later on in the season Stephen we'll probably start annihilating all the games that have happened and analysing what we think is going to happen in the next game week but I think for now everybody's making transfers all the casuals are still involved we'll probably just talk about some of the players that are sparking a bit of interest who's the hot topics in the community at the moment and those players who are quite relatively highly owned or seem to be a little bit popular and who are flattering to deceive 
just to give because I mean this is just going to be like a huge version of our what to do section to be honest pretty much it became popular towards the end of last year but we can definitely talk in detail about more players than we usually would because people do not reply to the tweets Stephen so we <laughs> do not know who people are worried about um, shall we go with a bit of a controversial one to start off with yeah Perisic Perisic and just a side note by the way and I think it is absolutely mental that he takes in-swinging corners from the left side and the right side using both feet to take corners <laughs> I think that's absolutely incredible that is class I mean we spoke a lot about Perisic since the game was released um, but it looks like this finally could be the game week he starts would you say um, was an impressive cameo against Chelsea looks like he's taking set pieces or sharing them with Son potentially and that's where the assist from Kane came from. So, yeah, I think he's a good option this week. But Sessegnon's still playing okay at the moment. So, you kind of definitely say he is going to start. But I do feel if he does, the returns will be there. Well, that's it, isn't it, Stephen? I mean, he's had the price drop now. He's 5.4. At that value, you still want someone to be starting. You do. Um He's definitely... But, I mean, he was on our radar at the very start. It was a leaked leaked lineup I think on the first day of the season which didn't have him in it that was enough for me to take him out mm. it was correct to do so and I wasn't going to jump back just for the Chelsea game uh, I mean Sessegnon came off at about 55-60 minutes last game week so you presume that maybe he's, he's definitely expendable for Conte it's just where he's going to start the player that I would be moving out, luckily I've kept some money in the bank. I think Kieran Trippi has done well for me so far, but he's definitely an expendable asset in my team. It would be for him. Um, obviously, that would leave me with very little in the bank, but still something. It's a risk to go with him. But I'd, if if it comes off with their run of fixtures coming up, they've got some tasty fixtures. I think it's one that could really it could throw you up the ranks because, of course, he was quite highly sold. Yeah, I feel like it could be similar to Chilwell last year when you brought him in on the game week where he started playing each game and, you know, he was getting double figures most games, I believe, at the beginning. I feel like it could be a lot like that. But the worry with Perisic is even if he does start, he could come off between sort of 50 to 75 minutes, which is a big worry, isn't it? It's rough, and of course, in, if Sessegnon came back in, you'd have no qualms about that either. Even if it was just for the last half an hour, thirty-five minutes, because he's done well. Yeah. Um, Perisic obviously returning back from injury a little bit, I believe. He's also thirty-four years old. That's obviously got to be taken into account. So I think he might. He's definitely. If I make a transfer this week, that's what it's going to be. But I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer. Spurs are the early kick off on Saturday, so there's potential chance of early team lineup leaks and things like that I'll be keeping an eye on Saturday morning but other than that I think it's my transfer is going to be very late in the week anyways I think um so I'll be waiting on any early team news and then make my decision closer at the time yeah I mean it is interesting that you mentioned Trippier because he's actually expected to get a price rise at some point either tonight or tomorrow um, so people are still bringing him in, even though we've got Man City next, which is a very interesting one. But someone else that you could transfer Trippier out for, Kyle Walker. I like it. He's another player whose ceiling is six. Um, yes. Feels more like a Ben White than a Cancelo, obviously. Um, he's you know, he's, he's attacking returns over the seasons. I won't say they've been abysmal, but they haven't been. They've been dropping. They have a lot. They've been abysmal for a Man City player, but that's because that's his role. It's not because he's unable to put the chances away. Five million was, he was talked about a lot at the start. 
Um, then we expected Cucurella to came in, so everyone went a bit cold. Obviously, by the time the season started, Cucurella was at Chelsea, so I think it was a bit of a hot topic once again. However, because of the ceiling six, he blocks out, a, if you wanted, an extra City player at some point yeah. in any of the midfielders became nailed. I mean, you've got Cancelo and Haaland already. Um, it just doesn't feel like a transfer I want to make. I, I, don't get me wrong, I think he's a starter. I think he's playing. They've brought in a left-back, I believe, but mm. I think... Judging by, I had a little look at his career path. He came from Anderlecht, and previous to that, he was in loan to a uh, Segunda Division team. So I don't think there's much chance of him breaking into the team. So it does look like it's going to be Walker. But I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Once the Champions League comes around, he could well be out of the starting 11 for some games. Five million taking up that City spot. It won't be for me. But if you're looking for a solid six-pointer, most weeks... I think he could be the one. He's been quite popular, I think, as well for transfers in this week. He's had a price rise, he has. interestingly. But, um, yeah, he'll not be going in for me. I would still probably prefer Trippier at that price point. I do agree with some of your points there. Um, he is an easy way into the City defence at that price. Um, but, like you mentioned, he won't carry the attacking threat that he did a few seasons ago and like when he was at Spurs back in the day. Um, but... The City double defence for me is an interesting one because they've got two clean sheets out of two so far. They've still got very nice fixtures. If you go him against Gundogan, who do you think will end up on top? Points-wise at the end of the season? Just points-wise over the next, let's just say, six or seven game weeks. I think it's hard to look past Gundogan at the minute. He's looking well. He looks like he's got his spot nailed with all the rumours of Bernardo Silva at the moment. Um, Obviously, you're saving 2.5 million by going for Walker. But yeah, probably points per million is probably worth it. But as I say, Gundogan just seems a little bit more fun to own, if I'll be honest with you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. What about Martinelli, Dan? I'll let you talk about him because you've had him in since the beginning and he's looking like a much better option than any of the rest of the Arsenal midfield while still being at a budget price. Yeah, I was going to ask you though, Stephen, though, because there'll be a few people in your position. Is You're on Saka. Is the Saka to Martinelli move a move that you would debate or do you feel like you've missed the boat or is this is this going to be another Dominic Calvert-Lewin moment where he just keeps going and going but you just don't have the the cojones to admit that you were wrong at the start of the season so you don't bring him in because he's looking on flames mate it's not even the case of having the cojones I just don't like the fact of that transfer Saka's on set pieces on pens Martinelli isn't but he's seemed to gather more attack and threat then than Saka so far, but I just don't like the the fact of moving Saka on for Martinelli when I think overall Saka will do better over the course of the season. I think that's a fair point to make, but when you're thinking about just short, sharp, early wildcards going to be coming, saving that 1.8 million as it is now to go to Martinelli, I, I agree with you. If I was in your position, I'd be sticking to my guns and going with Saka. There's a good chance that Saka outscores him very soon. Um, but Martinelli is on flames, mate. There's a reason he's the most transferred in this week. 770,000 at time of recording. 0.2 price rise. I think if you're milling around the 6 million mark, obviously if you've got Rashford come down or even any of those boys around about there, he's the best. He's performing the best and looks the best between 6 and probably about 7.5, I would say, at the moment. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of reasons to go with Martinelli. He's getting the minutes and he's playing the full 90 as he has done in both games. He's looking great, mate. Um, it's between him and Gundogan at that price, like definitely. But on a wild card, I do think I would bring Martinelli in over Saka right now. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there'll be a couple of people who have got 5.5 million midfielders in. We'll speak about Neto a little bit later, but even if you were sitting with a Jacob Ramsey or an Anthony Gordon, I'd be finding the coin to get back up to him, mind. No, it's a fair point. Fair point, Don. De Silva. De Silva. I want to say he sounds like a trap, but at 4.6 million, can you get a trap? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He does seem like a trap, but how can you call someone a trap at that price? Um, and... Yeah, he's looked all right so far. He didn't start the first game, but still got a return. Um, he's on 14 points in total at the moment, which is most than, more than most of my team at the minute. So <laughs> it is an interesting one, but it just feels like it's a bit of a daft transfer to bring him in at this point. It is. Uh, De Silva's uh, combined expected goals and expected assists so far is 0.03. Bloody Obviously, hell. he's got two goals out of it. So what difference does that make for FPL points? But yeah, and the transfer of Damsgaard, you expect him to come in at the starting lineup. Could De Silva be expendable? I feel like I've said expendable a lot this podcast so <laughs> far. But if could he be the expendable one? It's probably a good chance. His minutes are being relatively managed as well after coming back from quite a horrendous injury, I believe, before his red card at us. Um, so yeah, if you've got the luxury to make and that's the only transfer that you're looking at your team and it's perfect and you just want to make that transfer, if you want to do your Pereira to De Silva, I won't put you off it. Uh, I'm not in that luxury position, so I, that's not something that I'm looking at. Although Brentford's fixtures are very, very tasty over the next they five are. or six. They are very tasty, but even with two transfers, I don't feel it's right to bring De Silva in, even though I'm sick of Neto and Bailey at this point. Just don't, <laughs> I just don't feel it's the right transfer to make, personally. Uh, I think you'd think be right, probably in the long run. Stephen, someone who I believe was at the start of last season or the start of the season before you had it in your starting 15. Yes. Um, Rodrigo, currently the highest points total in the game. What are we saying? I'm disappointed that he's started performing this season instead of last, but he did um, <laughs> He did do quite well at the end of last season as well. And Leeds have had good fixtures and still have a good run of fixtures coming up as well. So I can see why a lot of people be moving to him. Um, it's really him and Martinelli and Gundogan at that that price point at the moment that look really good. Yeah, definitely. So he's got 22 points in his first two. He has also had a price rise. But Stephen, what I'm going to come to now really, Sinistera got some minutes on the weekend. Is Rodrigo even in the starting 11 when he returns? If Bamford's not there, yes. Bamford went off early doors in the game on the weekend. Could be another in injury scare for him. It did, but I listened to some of Jesse Marsh's. He said something along the lines of, if it was later in the season, he would have just left Bamford on if they were fighting for something. But it's just a game at the start of the season, which seems a little bit blase of him, really. Yeah. Um, but it was something along the lines of, he's fine, it was just a knock. If, if it was later on in the season or if it was an important game, then he would have just left him on. So it doesn't seem as serious as it first seems when you get a 26-minute transfer. So, yeah, I think Rodrigo, I put him in the same bracket as De Silva, feels like a trap because I don't even know if he's starting. This is his third season now, Stephen, and he's just not lit it up any of the previous two. So it feels very... Um, knee-jerky to try and get him into your team now because of two... Decent game weeks against, well, relatively poor opposition. You know, we think Saints are um, are in big bother this year. You know, if it, take, it takes a last minute or last few minutes equaliser against Leeds, it's just it's not, not where you want to be really, is it? Yeah, maybe he's just a wait and see at the moment, but he has looked good in the first few games. We've already covered this man a little bit, Stephen. So, Gundogan, 
Um, for me personally, it's going to be hard to get to at that price point. It would mean downgrading Diaz, which I've got no intentions on doing. Um, but you're a Saka owner. Is there any thoughts? There was thoughts of bringing him in. However, Ooh. I'll mention I've already brought Walker in for Trippier before the Ooh. before the price rise. So I'll not be to go there now. But he's definitely someone that I was looking at. He's only 2.3% ownership, which is mental for his goal-scoring prowess when he plays anyways. Uh, Bernardo could be packing his bags for Barca whilst the rumour mill continues. So he is definitely the, the best option at that price point right now. He certainly became Mr. Consistent over the last few years. I remember two seasons ago he was 5.5 million. Oh, and he went absolutely nuts, didn't he? Um, he is Mr. Consistent. Bernardo not being there makes you feel that that three-man midfield is Rodri, KDB and Gundo. Phillips is not there at the minute as well, so makes him even more of a player. Yeah, I believe he's had a bit of an injury setback as well. Um, so Gundogan does seem like a good option in there. I think at the moment, just the way I play FPL, and this might not be the right way, I would rather have the more explosive player for that little bit more. I'm talking Foden mainly, Mares and Grealish just feels a little bit too scary to own pretty much at any point during the season. I'd be paying the extra 0.5 for Foden, although I'm probably aware that's where the rotation risk is. Um, and probably a lot of the Man City's things are coming through the middle of the pitch now when you've got that pace up top. So Gundogan could definitely be involved a little bit more than the wingers, to be honest with you, in terms of goal output. But I'll, I'll be swaying away from that at the moment. Another wait and see, I think, Stephen. He's still not very popular in the community, so he's still not really due a price rise anytime soon, so I should be able to get there all right. Yeah, interesting. I mean, if I had different 8 million midfielders at the moment, someone like Mount, I think going to Gundogan at this point would be a very nice option. But because I've got Saka and Diaz, Diaz who's performing well, and Saka who's still got nice fixtures to come, I don't really want to drop them. That's why I went with Walker instead. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely spot on there, Steve, to be honest. Finally, Tony. Um, we're speaking a lot about these Brentford boys today. Um, <laughs> They're the Burnley of last year. They are. We, we had them both to go down as well, didn't we? So that's not looking too great at the moment, that prediction. But yeah, he looks the best of the 7 to 7.5 million bunch at present. They've got nice fixtures up until game week 12, I believe. Um, so I can see why a lot of people will be going there. And yeah, I think if you've got someone like Wilson, it's a nice easy transfer to make to go to him. It is, yeah. Wilson or Watkins or Ings. Uh, a little bit on the fixtures though, Stephen. Up until the World Cup break, the two hardest games are Arsenal at home and Chelsea at home. The rest of them are a sea of green, mate. Mm. The only grey you've got in there is, uh, is us, unbelievably. But it's quite a high-scoring game. Last time that they played at St. James's Park, so I don't think that's anything to be scared about. He looks good. Um, he looks better than he did when he came in last year. He Perhaps does. second season, now he's back in there. He looks good. Brentford look good in fairness, though. And Wemo at £6 million, if you're looking to come down of Mitrovic because you're pissed off that he um, got a... <laughs> <laughs> he missed his penalty and he'll probably get a red card next game because that's just what Mitrovic does. Those Brentford boys are looking very attractive at the moment. We said he was a trap as well, didn't we? Mbumo, at the beginning of the season, we said it's the biggest trap you could ever see. But he loves the post, mate. He does. He must be listening. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I... but yeah, the, the Brentford boys do look very good. It feels very wrong to go without one of them at the moment. And I haven't got any Brentford player in my squad. But it's just getting there. Like I've got three premium forwards, you would say, at the moment. I didn't want to drop down to them. No, 
Nah, it, it's a difficult one, mate, because that's what it is. It's the forwards are in a dodgy price point, and you're coming away from your big at the back if you try to get one of them in mm. in defence because they're 4.5 million. I think there's a 5 million in there, but I think uh, Rico Henry seems to be the standout at 4.5. Um, Damsgaard could become a good option. Could. Those who are getting annoyed with Neto, uh, he's at the same price point there. Could become for good for Tony as well, couldn't it? If he is on set pieces and things like that, it could become good for Tony just like Ericsson was last season. Very much so. I mean, I think if i seen Damsgaard get good amount of minutes in the next game and then start the game after, he could well be an easy switch over from Neto to totally Damsgaard. Bailey owners will be looking to try and make that 0.5 million or if they've got in the bank Damsgaard could also be a very good option in there definitely a wait and see with them in terms of Tony it's that price point for me it's where my my, my forwards are it's just not going to work um, you're in this probably a similar position where you've got a lot of money up there Yeah. coming down doesn't really seem like an option just to get Tony in but if you're milling around then you've got a, a striker in there was Price points, I think Tony is a fucking excellent option, to be honest. And I'm a little bit jealous of not having him in my team, but it just yeah. doesn't work for my squad structure. Yeah, in my opinion, if you've got a double up for Liverpool at the back, I would move Robertson. If you've got two transfers as well, I would move Robertson on to a cheaper defender and then move one of your 4.5 forwards up to Tony. It's not a bad shout, actually. Anything to be taken by Robertson coming off a little bit early last night, mate? Is there, is it, was it fatigue or what do you think? Just a little side note. I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about currently. <laughs> it could be a hundred different reasons, couldn't it? Um, he did come out and say that half his team is either injured or just not available at the moment. And he said there was a witch or something in the camp. I think he was just taking the piss there. But uh, it doesn't look like good for Liverpool at the minute, missing a lot of players. And I'm not too sure why he came off. I mean, Simicast is still a decent replacement to come in. Um, he's very creative as well but yeah I don't think there's anything to take from that I still think he's going to start moving forward yeah well just excuses FC added it once again and I'll be looking forward to watching the relegation six point next Monday night <laughs> um, we'll move on mate players flat and deceive and to be honest we could probably just stay on the topic of Man United for a long time because can yes. we just say that Every single player from their team is flattering to deceive. Do we see when they're going to go around the corner? There's got to be a time, mate. At the end of the day, this is Man United. They aren't going to stay shit forever. I don't know about um, that. Yeah, but at the moment, FPL-wise, I think i seen something on Twitter the other day that wasn't it like seven or eight of those players are uh, would do a price drop on the same <laughs> night. I don't know if that came to fruition or something, but it certainly looked close to it. Highly owned players from Manchester United. I don't think there'll be many. There might be a few Ronaldo Bummers still knocking about. But mm. other than that, I just think that, I mean, what you've got, your highest owned players, Sancho and Rashford at 6.1 and 6.7. Everything else after that is just low numbers. Yeah. Um, you, there's so many options around the price points of these players that you can just move on nice and quick and there's no questions asked. You were interested in some of them at the start of the season, weren't you? So I'll let you have your take on it. Rashford was someone that you bigged up quite a bit. What do you think right now? Uh, what I think right now is if he had a popped off, it would have been a brilliant and he would have hmm. had the price increase rather than the decrease. There was a very close one in the last last minutes, really, when I ended up having 0.5 left in the bank, was Rashford or Martinelli. I fucking wow. smashed it there, mind. Uh, Some decision, yeah, very, that. very close. Yeah, a big, big uh, points swing in that one. Uh, but they just all look miles off it. 
The manager looks miles off it. They've got Liverpool next up. Although Liverpool, you know, two draws in the first two isn't what they were looking for. But, you know, they always turn up against them. I think it was eight goals scored yeah. against Man U. Salah normally does as well. Probably be hiding by the city when I watch that next Monday. <laughs> Aye, but, um, yeah, just get rid, mate. There's just, there's arseholes in the camp. Ronaldo's on his way out. Nobody wants to be there. The centre-half's five foot nine. I mean, I'm a five <laughs> foot eight man myself, but I certainly wouldn't be putting myself centre-half, especially not for Man United. Um, they just look shite. Everyone's just going to go along against them. There was a statistic on I've Monday Night Football, if you've seen it, about the percentage of long balls going yeah. up in Brighton and Brentford certainly attacked that weakness in there. Paid off. I mean, they've got Liverpool up next. I know they haven't got anyone big up top now that Nunez stupid red card, mm. but they're still going to try it, mate, and why wouldn't you? Yeah. I'll just stick fucking Van Dijk up top. <laughs> Do you think there'll be a change in formation from Ten Hag? Could potentially be five at the back. Varane was on the bench on the weekend. To be honest with you, Stephen, I think that because he's came in with this philosophy, he's going to have to stick with it, whatever happens. I think Ooh, it's going to be, have to be very dangerous, mate, but I think he's probably going to have himself a bit of an ego about him. I can change this club and this is how I'm going to do it. I, I think if he changes tact straight away, it's, it's going to look a bit like weakness from him, as if what he had planned was never going to work. And got to remember, though, Stephen, they had an absolutely brilliant pre-season, they did. which is why they were they quite beat highly Liverpool 4-0, didn't they? Obviously, Liverpool missing a lot of players, but they still beat them 4-0 in pre-season, which was some feat at that stage for them. It certainly was, I. But he, I think he's going to have to stick with it. This Frankie de Jong thing, I'm not even a Man United fan. And it's it's dragging on, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and I mean, you know, a bid for Arnautovic and Rabiot and stuff like that. They're just asking for trouble, and I hope trouble comes to them. I don't think Man United have actually done anything bad to me personally. You know, me and you both were only one years old when they snatched the title out of your hands. Yes. But you just fucking love to see them do badly, don't you? Yeah, they're the most hated team, I would say. Well, for me personally, yeah. anyways, after Sunderland, yeah. it's got to be Man U. <laughs> oh, huge dislike, huge dislike. So I... Get rid, get, get rid. rid, get rid. Aye. Let's talk about some other highly owned players in the game which are flattering to deceive. Dinier being one, your good pal from last season. Yeah, he's fucked me up so many times. He's a minus one from uh, the game week just gone. Surely he's going to be one of the most transferred out this one. I mean, I'll have a quick look now to see where he's at. Um, but... but while you're looking there, Stephen, I've got a very interesting stat for you. Come on then. So Dinier scored for Everton <laughs> against Aston Villa whilst playing for Aston Villa, and the last goal he scored was for Aston Villa while he was playing for Everton. That's fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Really, you've got to say that's brilliant. I'll... I love it when shit like that comes around. But yeah, Dinier's fucked me up many a times. Things where you look at it and they had amazing fixtures at the start. Um, he's on the set pieces. He's a five million. If you look at it from face on value, paper, yeah. It's a Better option than Matty Cash. He just is. Last season he wasn't, but this season he just is set pieces. But it just never, it's not came to fruition for a no. long, long time. It was only a few years ago. I think he had a 6.0 millionaire value at the start yeah. of the season that just dipped. Last season was five and a half, just dipped. This season it's five and it's doing the same thing, mate. The downwards trajectory is not good. Yeah, we did think he was going to do better at Villa, but even they don't seem to be doing well under Gerrard. Um, I mean, they, they very rarely keep a clean sheet at this point, but I've just had a look how many transfers out, and he's actually not even one of the top 20, 
which is strange. He's uh, only had 51,000 transfers out. Uh, maybe that's because his ownership is quite low, which I thought was going to be a bit higher. He's only 3.6% owned. But yeah, I think with him, 5 million, surely it's a transfer out for either Zinchenko or Walker or Perisic, if you can at this point. Yeah, that's certainly where I'd be looking. Obviously, you've got Mighty Cash who's flagged at the moment. I don't know the severity of that. New centre-half, um, Diego Carlos. Out for the season. 39 million. It looks like he's out for the season. Not something you like to see. You know, no. Villa fans and Newcastle fans have always had a bit cracking. Carlos was heavily linked with us in January, I believe. But you still don't want to see that. So you've got to think they've got a bit of a depleted back four to what they were planning anyways. Mings obviously had the captaincy taken off him. Been some... Funny comments from Gerard, something along the lines of when Tyrone's ready to look me in the eye and something something a bit funny, <laughs> but now he's got to now he's got to start him. Um there's probably a little bit of unrest there to be honest. Yeah. Yes, the fixtures still don't look too bad. Crystal Palace and West Ham the next two, but then it is a sea of red. I think not just for Dinier, but I think for most Aston Villa assets, I think it's time to move on. Yeah, definitely. Even though they've had good fixtures and still have a couple of good fixtures left, it is definitely time to move on. And I've got a nice tasty little stat for you here as well Gary Neville had a better win percentage at Valencia than Gerard has at Villa <laughs> that's incredible isn't it it is it's mental I wonder I would like to have a I might just have a little delve into Villa Twitter later on and see how they're all talking about it ask some people without being in a wind up mood just see how they're feeling about <laughs> Gerard at the minute it might be a little bit interesting but obviously still three points in the weekend uh, i Albeit, I think Everton deserved something from the game, which tells you a little bit about where Villa are at at the moment because Everton really are depleted. You know, Bailey's another one, Stephen, who was quite highly touted at the start of the year. Uh, 13.8% ownership. Obviously, that's a little bit to do with his price and obviously he had a good pre-season, getting plenty of minutes. I said at the start it was a transfer waiting to happen and I think I've been proved correct. You have, and I'm sitting with Bailey in my team. Played him instead of Trippier. Bit of a disappointment, yeah. Watkins is probably going to hold hold that, and probably Ings as well because he scored. So, yeah, I can't see him starting this game week either. So, may as well get rid of him soon because of them fixtures are going to turn pretty bad as well. Yeah, but Steve, what I must say is I think it's quite a talked about at the moment. Bailey's 5.0. I don't know if he's close to a drop at the moment, but he might not be far off. People will be looking for somewhere... But someone 5.0 and downwards to move to. There's not much, is, is there? Is there anybody that joins? So that's what I'm thinking, mate. There's nobody that jumps out at you. I mean, I'll have a look now. Is Lalana not in there? I mean, he's not, he's not jumping out at you. He never does. But is he in that bracket of 5 million? I'm sure Jewsbury Hall's in that. Just not, none of the great. options around there. I mean, I bigged up Almiron and he's still got his spot. There doesn't appear to be any close transfer news. So you're probably going to get another few games out of him, albeit Man City and whatnot. But um, I think five million, it's, it's Almiron or De Silva, to be honest with you. But it's, it's, it's a tough one because you're going to have to make that move relatively quick or you're going to lose the value. Yeah, it is going to be a tough one. I'm not sure what I'm going to do because I am also sitting with Neto in my team who... Has also done nothing so far this season. But to be fair, on match of the day, he did look quite lively. He was getting close to the goal and getting a few shots off. So um, with him yeah. playing the highest up the pitch, he has still looked okay. But yeah, Neto and Bailey are definitely a problem in my team at the moment. And I'm just not too sure which one to transfer out first because there is better options at 5.5 million to get in rather than 5 million. So I could probably yeah. just keep Bailey on the bench, to be honest, and get someone in for Neto. 
Yeah, well, I've, I've got the same netto problem as you. Tottenham this week, he could well just be on the bench for me. I even think, actually, Pereira's probably in better option this week at Brentford, although Brentford have been playing well. Pereira looks quite good as well. Um, but the three after next week is Newcastle, Bournemouth and Southampton. That's pretty much the length of time I was planning on having a Wolves asset in. I know there'll be some people on Johnny and things like that. Um, it's looking like I'll probably hold on to him for now. He's not the biggest problem or the biggest thorn in my side at the moment. Uh, five and a half million, I don't mind benching him at Spurs. Um, and then putting him back in for Newcastle, Bournemouth and Southampton. I'm not too worried about Neto. I think they will come good. I think it's because Wolves haven't been good. Yeah. Um, obviously... A draw at Fulham and a 2-1 defeat at Leeds, was that in the first game of the season? Yeah. Means that they, that's, the, that's the teams you got them in for. Wolves haven't performed as a whole and therefore Neto hasn't performed as a whole. But we know Wolves probably expecting them to be a more mid-table this year. Maybe it's between 9th and probably 12th, to be honest with you. They will get some points in the coming games. and I think Neto is the man to make it happen. So I'm not too concerned about him, although he probably may get a price drop sometime soon because he was quite highly owned at the start season yeah i'm just looking at the other options at 5.5 million there is more than you can get at 5 million obviously but as is maybe one to look at he looked very nice or very good on monday night um against liverpool very good very nice very good very nice but he did look <laughs> decent um he's playing high up the pitch not far behind zaha and he got an assist so i think he could be an option to bring in for netto if i do decide to go there yeah only problem with him is always he's definitely a 60 to 65 minute man yeah, where he's come back from injury, isn't he? A long injury, so I can see why he's at that at the moment. But I can see him moving to 90 minutes with the lack of Connor Gallagher in midfield for them now as well. Yes, he does appear to be playing a little bit more centrally at the moment, which is probably better for his minutes. But we've talked before, they've got a lot of similar players. You know, up top you had, I know Benteke is not there anymore, you had Benteke. Mateta and Edward, who were all very similar. Then on the wings, you had Eze Elise, and they've got this new lad in from Derby, I believe he was. All very similar players. Zaha's always nailed. So it feels like quite a lot of players battling for two spots. You've got Jordan Ayew in there, somehow still getting a game. But we'll digress from Palace a little bit, mate. We've been chatting on for a little bit, so shall we just get on to how we are looking for game week three? You've already made a transfer, Stephen, so how are you setting up for the week? My team looks pretty good so far. Um, got Sanchez in goal, James, Trent, Chancelo, Walker at the back, Diaz, Andreas, Pereira, Saka in midfield, and then Haaland, Kane and Jesus up top. So not a bad looking team at the moment. I'm probably going to wait on more information on Pereira because he's flagged right now with a knock. Um, yeah. But captaincy options, it really is between Kane and Jesus for me. Um, I do feel... That goal for Kane could be a massive confidence uh, booster for him and he could go on a really good run now. And they've got Wolves at home who seem to be giving a lot of chances away. But that Bournemouth fixture for Jesus looks very tasty as well. So I think that'll be a late decision from me. Yeah, I think it's wise. I mean, we've spoke privately about this. I think captaincy options could be very, very spread this week. Um, Spurs having a good fixture Salah playing Man United City against Newcastle which typically is quite a high scoring game not in our favour may I add um, but then when you've got Jesus at Bournemouth everything spells to go for him but captaincy wise mate it just always feels like it has to be your premium you have to captain your premium you feel yeah. dirty captaining someone who's not your premium but 
is it the right option? Like, I mean, we know here's is eight million. It shouldn't be eight million. It should be about nine and a half. So, do we look at it like that? You've got or to. Do we just look at it as how Salah and Haaland are just Salah and Haaland? It has to be one of those. It's it's a funny one for trying to work out because everything points in the direction of Jesus, but. Will my button click that? I do not know. I think it might this weekend. I mean, he could have had even more goals on the weekend just gone. So that's really interesting from his point of view. But I've got a question for you with this one. A little bit of help with my team. Would you play Sanchez or Ward? And would you play Pereira or Williams? Nico Williams, that is. Well, I would definitely play Sanchez. Yeah. Who, who, who have Brighton got? Brighton have got West Ham away. West Ham have looked yeah, great I'll so go far. Sanchez. And then I think you like you get save points out of there and Leicester looks shot defensively. The do. Ward doesn't look good. He does not look like Ward who was playing for Wales in the Euros. No. Um would not be trusting there whatsoever. And what was your second one, Pereira or Williams, Nico Williams from Forest. Because that's a that's a tougher one, I would say, because Brentford at home looks an alright fixture for Fulham, but also Everton away looks a decent fixture for Forest. I don't know if you caught any of the Super Sunday, the early kickoff, um, West Ham and Nottingham Forest. Nico Williams looked absolutely tremendous. Mm. Um, he's putting his balls in were lovely. First ten minutes, I was thinking, "Wow, they're a bit ropey," but after that, they were great. He's putting his balls in, lovely, was he? He was. They were absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Um, but a couple of shots on target as well. He was doing that. What we expect from Perisic, where the cross comes in from the left, and he was the one at the back post getting it in. That's where one of his shots came. Mm-hmm. He's on the set pieces and things like that, mate. Nico Williams is starting for me. Um, I'll run through my team a little yeah. bit because I've got a similar similar problem that you have. Whereas I'm not sure what to do with one certain player. Um, Ramsdale and goal for me. Back four: Trent, Nico Williams, James, and Cancelo. Midfield four, Salah Martinelli, Pereira at the moment, and Luis Diaz in the front two, Haaland and Jesus. Would you play Pereira over Neto and Trippier? I would, yes. Definitely would. That's where I've got it at the moment, but that yellow flag has put me off a little bit. If I do make that Trippier to Perisic move, that's easy. I'll put um, Pereira on the bench for Perisic. Um, but at the moment... I've got him in there. Captaincy on man is currently on Jesus. I know it's the wise option to do, but Salah just loves mm-hmm. it against Manu. It, it just feels like Manu have to have a resurgence at some point, and even if that's a 1 1 against Liverpool on Monday, that could well be it. I'm just worried that that's going to happen sooner rather than later. But then I also. Does, does Liverpool's poor start of the season make me feel like I want Salah captain more or less? How should I be feeling, Stephen? Potentially more now, especially with the fact that they're missing Nunes, although they did play better the first game week with Nunes in the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I bet that when he got sent off as well. That's it. I mean, if Firmino's not fit, could Salah be playing up front? There's a good chance he could be. It's not really the position or anything I'm worried about. It's more, do we look at it as in Liverpool are off form a little bit, or do we look at it as in Liverpool needs to hit form a little bit or else they're going to look they're going to be six points behind yeah yeah I mean he's explosive isn't he Salah when he gets going so it just points are waiting to happen I would say with him so it's a tough one to decide between the two because I think Jesus would probably be the safer option um, but Salah could definitely end up with more points than him if he does pop off yeah but like unbelievably, Salah feels like the differential captain because he's sixty-one point eight percent on, and Jesus is seventy-six somehow. 
It's mental. <laughs> but yeah, so we've talked about what teams a little bit there, Stephen. Transfers, you've already made the one, which was Trippier to Walker. You've still got one ITB, as they say. Is there anybody planned to come in? Well, there wasn't actually, but then I've just been looking at Eze there, and I feel a netto to Eze transfer could be very tasty. Um, Palace have got off and on fixtures. They're not the, the greatest, but definitely for this game week, they've got a nice one. Um, so I think I might go there, to be honest. They've got Villa at home this game week, then City away, Brentford at home, and then the fixtures after that are actually all right as well. So could be going to Eze. Yeah, well, that's the thing of this podcast, Steve. We end up talking ourselves into decisions, and here we are. You might end up with Eze at the end <laughs> of it, which I, I don't think you foreseen when you first logged on to Teams, pal. No, I didn't. I was, I mean, I was looking at Anthony Gordon, someone that you've just been giving a bit of grief to, but uh, I, it's probably going to be Eze now, to be honest. Very nice, very nice. Right, we'll wrap that up there, Stephen. We've been chuntering on a little bit longer than what we would like to, but that's how we roll here. Thank you, everybody, for listening, eh? Yeah, and best of luck for Game Week 3. We'll speak to you probably next Tuesday. We will indeed. And remember, do not worry about your overall rank. Ta-ra, everyone. Bye.